You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I'm okay I haven't been around much since she went away Guess they can tell Welcome, welcome, okay. welcome. Morning's Lone Star. Not Morning's Lone Star. They can skip in the mornings. We're going to get it one it's day. Gonna me. It's going to get me to me one it's day. It's like writing the wrong date on a check for like six months when the year after the new year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of those deals. But welcome to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings 908 here on Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas, hanging out. And we're going to be here till, you know, a little bit after 10. We have a special guest coming in at 10. I want to tell people about that. We have uh, Jody Booth and their reps coming in who are filming a live music video, and they want you to be part of it. it uh, Jody Booth is a uh, Texas country artist with the Honky Talk Band, and they're going to be shooting uh, their music video on the 29th at Marshall's Tavern. If you don't know where that is, that's on uh, Fraser Street northbound before Loop 336 Northside. Uh, so it's right across the street from pretty much like HEB in that, in that general area over there. But we're going to have uh, them in the studio talking about what it is. And I think it's $10 a person. It basically, it's a concert. And you get to be on a music video. Yeah. Easy as that. That's really cool. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, just to remind folks, we are on Facebook and YouTube Live. So look up uh, Dick and Skippy in the Mornings. Don't forget, we have a text and call line at 936-228-9368. What does it spell out? Uh, it spells out uh, 936-228-9368. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. If you want to contact us there, we do have Dick and Skippy at gmail.com and then our Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. So feel free to reach out to us during that. Um, outside of that, uh, cool. Good morning, Sean. How are you doing? Good morning. Hey, so, so speaking of music videos, do you have like a favorite music video? One that just kind of stuck out? I mean, they're out? all, no, not really. I mean, they're all, I, I wasn't really a music video person. Um, I like Sledgehammer. Everyone likes Sledgehammer because it's, it's very innovative. It's just different. Like, I like Do the Evolution uh, by Pearl Jam. And then... Everybody likes Sledgehammer or the AHA song where it's half... Yeah, that's neat. And I, then, uh, you know, Toxic by Britney Spears. Everybody likes that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I, I've always been kind of more B-side stuff. I, the early days of MTV. I moved back to America in 82, so MTV just started. And I've been out of the country for so long, I was just soaking up everything. And I was very young and impressionable. And there were a couple of videos in that era that just stuck out for me. One was called uh, The Video for Change by, is it John Waite from The Babies? I don't know. It was great because it, it told a story. It was nice. I uh, also liked uh, Don't Mean Nothing by Richard Marks, the video for that. It showed how it really showed how difficult it is to make it out in, in Hollywood. I guess. Yeah. So. And then, of course, the what 38 special song, what was it, uh, Caught Up in You? Because it's just every boy's fantasy watching this video with this guy hooking up with a woman at the, at the end of this video. Cool. So, yeah. 
Well, it's funny is I think the only real place now music videos are played at are like at bars and stuff. Yeah, I've been to a couple of places be where all the TVs are playing like with the music. The song you hear is what's on the TV too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because they don't like having to manage different TV stations. Or sometimes but, it's the licensing thing. Yeah, but yeah, I just remember when a video could make or break you in a heartbeat. Now I can't remember the last time I've actually watched a video for the sake of watching a video. You know, I may yeah. stumble across one. Well, there's always that. Oh, did you see what Madonna did and? that video you know like, like mm-hmm. kind of like what's the scandal or what's the the hype right and then there's that's it i mean my favorite videos music videos are exactly what uh jody booth's gonna be doing it's just a concert mm-hmm. so to me those are like okay so basically you're selling hey come to my concert because this is what it looks like and you get what you get so i like that a lot more there you go now the sound might be a little different but mm-hmm. so but yeah. Oh, okay. So now we figured out what our favorite videos are. Yeah, boring. Who cares about <laughs> videos? No, I wanted. Uh, you mentioned something that's been going on around the the circuit, and it's 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 about Google, mm-hmm. and it's about uh, that Project Veritas guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you this: So, Project Veritas, if you had to rate this, what, their investigation nonprofit, right? Yes. Basically, an investigative nonprofit. So, is it correct. similar to like? Judicial Watch, and similar to uh, what's the other one that does it? There's the market, something market watch people who, yeah, I know that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is it similar to those people? Or is this guy, because this guy, when I see him, whatever his name is, I don't trust him. Like the way he does his presentations, I don't know if he's just, he just looks at himself in the mirror and he's like, you're the, you're the biggest star. You're the biggest star. And I know if you get the reference on that one, then I like you. But, uh, but if you don't get it, don't worry about it. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like when he does his videos, I'm like, this guy is so full of himself. Like why can't he just do very like, I mean, you just look at any other type of investigation reporting. He's, he's too serious on it. Right. But remember, he's not a reporter. There's a difference. Okay, watch the videos. Come on. The way he way he presents himself, it's just like, can you believe this? But see, people frequently get a pundit confused with a reporter. For instance, Anderson Cooper or Sean Hannity. So I'm picking one from, you know. Well, those are MS. pundits. They're, yeah, but people tend to view them like as to newscasters. Me, like, what's his name from 60 Minutes who has that great voiceover? Well, there's been a lot of them. Like to me, those are kind of the investigative people, but then they also are pundits because I kind of know the backdrop, like how 60 Minutes is really made. Well, if you remember when Jon Stewart was on The Daily Show, there was this uh, uh, poll that came out that said like 80% of the people felt that he was doing real news, that they were watching it for their daily news intake. And even he had to say, guys, this is a joke. This is, I, I'm re-editing. I, I'm setting stuff up. But people took it more and more seriously. Yeah. And now you have uh, the well, guy that took place, Trevor Noah, almost presenting himself as a Every night it's it's news. Well, I mean, it's just like that quotes. John Oliver show where mm-hmm. clearly he's not the one, you know, taking the homework home and doing everything, writing everything, coming back. Like, got a report, turn on the camera, let's do this. Mm-hmm. No, it's like 15 people writing it, and then he just rehearses it. And then he gets it out because, and I, I don't know if that's disingenuous, but I think it's also what makes good reporting, what makes bad reporting. And to me, the Project Veritas guy falls on the line of bad reporting. Like but I don't. He's not reporting. So what? That's the thing. Okay. It's not a. He's not a. It's not a news outlet. So, so what's the nonprofit for? For entertainment. 
What's his nonprofit? What's he, what did he file as for his nonprofit? Probably uh, in, information and education. Okay. So. And this is the thing. So he's presenting information, but it's not in a in a qualified news outlet, and which is ironic because he's not held to journalistic standards, but by many benchmarks, he is more journalistic in presenting. Instead of well, like, instead of taking a guess, Twitter headline or, or really making up a, a making up the a history of this guy witness. though, and he's done several reports. Not just this isn't his like no, sophomore th- year no, in, in this is, Project Veritas. This has been going for a while. So one thing I don't really get is I remember him making the big waves with the Acorn video. If mm-hmm. you remember that, yes. and then uh, I basically did investigative journalism or an undercover to a uh, what was it, an abortion clinic slash. It was Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. They went to Planned Parenthood to have, you know, people pretend to be pregnant and going, listen, I'm looking for options. Oh, no, you want an abortion. I mean, he actually had Planned Parenthood people saying, listen, we're basically here to make sure people get abortions. And so what he does, what Project Veritas... Undercover reporting, I'm telling you. I'm going to go to their website. If this has the word reporting on it, you're you can report something without being a reporter. Now you're just choosing words you can be a reporter without working. No, they're not a news outlet. Project Veritas is not a news outlet. That's the difference. Let's see if they do. Let's see. Okay, look it up. I'm looking it up right now. But what really my big issue with them is they know they're going to get flack for this edited production value stuff they put out. Because it is production value. Like, that's what he – I mean, mm-hmm. he he probably writes it. He goes, get the camera right here, get the lights – you know, I'm going to be the guy from Unsolved Mysteries walking towards the camera. It's Robert Stack. You know, Robert Stack putting one hand in the pocket and be like, "It's the effects are there. It's up to you." And again, to decide. as a non-news outlet, you can do that because it's all in the presentation. But why didn't this guy simultaneously just release all? Kind of like what WikiLeaks does is they go, "You know what? We're not going to tell you what to read. Here's everything." And well, like, that's WikiLeaks. But I'm saying, like, why didn't this guy do it? He probably has like hundreds of hours of undercover footage of all these people, even, like, the boring segments of them chewing salad. But, like, just do it. Just release it and just be like, yeah, here's the here's our project. Here's the, all the files. So you do both. So you can get, if you want this. Like maybe the they do, notes. but here's the thing. When you show a movie, you know, your average movie, they shoot, like, maybe 100 hours of, of film for a two-hour movie. Okay. That's like asking the director, just throw everything. Just put out the 100 hours of footage out there. We can figure out what the story is. Yeah. No, it's all in the presentation. You, you present it. and you can. That, but on the DVD of a movie, you can have behind the scenes and extra footage. And I'm sure maybe at Project Veritas they have that. They, they have it because you know they're going to be called up before Congress sooner or later if they haven't. And so they'll have to pr- hand over their footage. Yeah. Because I remember that happened like two years ago. They finally said like, "Oh, he didn't do anything wrong." Mm-hmm. When he did the acorn stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, what I, I'm just saying that if he's going to be continuing the same style of investigation reporting or investigation, sorry, investigating to expose corruption, dishonesty, self-dealing, waste, fraud, and other misconduct, he's got to go out in a better way. Because he's already been tainted by everybody else. Because everyone else could believe that. I believe a lot majority more people believe that he's not doing improper presentation. Like he's he's lying about it. But he's got the footage and the documentation to back it up. And then when he but he won't release that. He released the footage showing this. It may be you know you don't you may have because that lady's already hit back. 
She's already said that taken out of context. No, she deleted her social media. But she she no she hasn't. she went on the on her blog saying it was totally out of context. Then what'll happen is if it gets to a, a court case, she can if she says it's out of context, she can sue for libel and slander. Well, she's probably not. Well, that's what I'm saying. If because it looks bad on her. I've watched this footage and so let's say something like this. This comes out, and if mm-hmm. people don't know, have any idea what we're talking about. Basically, this this group of people went undercover, got Google executives employees and executives uh-huh. to and either documents. whistleblow, either to get no, documents. Not, no, they're not whistleblowing. They're they're talking about how awesome no, they are. No, wasn't there one guy who basically gave them the documents? Yeah, that, that that's the whistleblower. Yeah. So they got like... But they, this guy came in with the documents, but the people go undercover. Yeah, well, I'm saying he has a slew of different things. Oh, yeah. It isn't just one, mm-hmm. one video he's doing. So if you want to look at the video, check it out. Uh, but... What they're basically saying is Google is going to try to sway people's opinion and choices on the 2020 election to prevent anything like a Trump from happening. They're not that they're going to try. They're already doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, that didn't surprise me. Uh, the, it came from three different fronts. One was the, I believe her title is the Vice President of Social Media Innovation, where she's responsible for determining how Google, and this is for Google, uh, is is presented the algorithms to for SEO and everything, and she is in this lunch, saying, and I don't see how this is out of context, uh, that they are determining it's Google's determined what's fair. People aren't tagging along with that. That you know, people, especially those who vote Republican, don't track with their definition of fair. So they're changing the algorithms to where what they view is unfair aren't shown. That's part one. And also with her saying uh, that Google is making sure that what happened in 2016 in the presidential election doesn't happen in 2020. She she actually says this. There's no other context about that. Because you know me, I'm huge about the context. And I eagerly await the full unedited video, but this is not like it's cutting between words. This is her taking sips between, or, or eating on her salad in between talking. So you have that. Then you have a programmer talking about what they call ML, learn, uh, ML fairness, machine learning fairness. And he's joke, he's laughing about it, saying, yeah, we say fair, but it's our definition of fair. And he actually says, for instance, if somebody's searching for CEOs, if they do a search, now, in reality, a big proportion of CEOs are white males. But Google doesn't think that that's fair fair so they mess with the algorithm to show a disproportionate number of black and female CEOs to present it as the truth and they actually say this is our truth so he's actually saying this that they manipulate algorithms to what they determine is fair then there are also documents that Mr. X provided in the, uh, that back that up that use the same example it's like for instance if somebody were to search that. And then on this video, he's also doing keyword searches to show the guy says, yeah, look up Hillary Clinton's emails and you know how you got the predictive text to fill it up. Mm-hmm. And there's literally nothing that comes after it. But if you do Donald Trump's emails, they're, they're different. He said, these are algorithms that they actually have people manually determining. Uh, and he showed websites, backdoor web sh- websites that show the manipulation. Now this video was posted on YouTube, which is owned by Google. YouTube 
deleted the video saying there was a, you know, somebody complained from a third party, but that was it. So when you have an expose on a parent company, you know, on Google's, on YouTube's parent company, and then YouTube pulls it saying, well, you know, we, we're at, we have problems with this. That kind of drives it home. Okay. So with this quote, non with this investigative quote, non-reporting, because the guy's not a reporter, and with this presentation or his ego, I really don't care. If I'm, if I'm undergoing surgery, I don't care what the doctor's bedside manner is. I want a doctor who thinks he can beat God. You know, and my mother is quite well, the I opposite. Mean, I meant more of to be effective. Because if you can look at anything that in the past, you know, 200 years, what really has swayed the public's opinion on something as monumental as, say... Declaration of Independence. Or Google. You know, like, Google's a huge company. How really are you going to have people oh. of authority to be like, you know what, we should be doing something about it. This is what we're going to do. Well, and, you know... It's hard to when the everybody uses Google right for their searches and so google's responsible for it we also have the, the the female vice president saying that she loves elizabeth warren but she wishes elizabeth warren would stop talking about breaking up google she says and the, this vp says she says we're too big but that's the thing if you break us up into little companies it'll be harder for us to make sure trump can't get reelected. That they the smaller companies won't have the resources well, you know, that we What's do. even scarier though? She didn't say it like that. She said a tr a, tr a person like Trump. So yeah. Meaning they're not going to stop after. Yeah. This. The, yeah. Exactly. So. They're determining it. And so I watched the video. I read the report. Um, I would love to discuss. But here's the thing: is that damn near no major media outlet is covering this. And I'll throw. Well, I found out about it. Huh? Well, yeah. It's it's there. But you would think that something, if it were proven, let's say Project Veritas went after, uh, if it was a uh, uh, the NRA, let's say, this would be on 24-7 on the news cycle. Well, I think, especially with people talking about, especially someone as big as Google, I don't think, I don't think majority of people have even a close idea of how Google works, like at all. Because, like, like, for Agreed. example, I just did Donald Trump emails. I did Hillary Clinton emails. I got Don, uh, Hillary Clinton. I got the WikiLeaks. That was the second one saying, click here to check out our emails. Mm -hmm. So there's that. I mean, it, to me, that was that's what it was all about, just getting those emails. And then I did Donald Trump, and now the first one that came up is, is Google manipulating search results. So there's the first article basically challenging what people are yeah, talking about. Before in the video, they actually type those but up themselves. See, uh, but it changed. See, this after is, this, this video is where was I think the, the the smoke is, because it all depends on how much you use Google and if you sign in or not. Because that could be if no one has a user. If you walk into an internet cafe and it's like a fresh user, maybe. But after people start searching and start using Google, knows what you're looking for, and they that's why I that's why it's number one for me because I'm always searching for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's going to give me that. But now if you go, if you sign out and try it, that's really the test. Because, and then there, then you're trying to tell me that millions of people are not signed into Google. Yeah, right. Majority of people who use Google are signed into Google. And, they're and they cater your, their searches to those people, especially the sources. I mean, this is the whole idea of cookies are. They like Say you go visit salon.com every day, they're going to put that as number two every time because... They know you go to salon.com all the time. So mm -hmm. it's like, hey, 
check this one out. If you go to Wikipedia all the time, like me, I go to Wikipedia, so it's usually one to five Wikipedia, an article, mm-hmm. usually. So, I mean, like, when you have people showing you that, because I know that's been a huge deal since Google's been around, but it's also about what you search, because I never had a problem with that. But even so, if you are supposed to be an unbiased aggregate new, uh, uh, search resource, you shouldn't change with the user. You're basically giving the user, the searcher, you're showing them what they want, what you think they want to yeah. see. Well, I mean, that's the only way they can start. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the only way Google re- operates. That's how they created the algorithm is based off what all your past stuff. Mm-hmm. So, now, have, have you watched this video? Yeah. Okay. But I, when you, I've, seen, I've seen several people try to show that search thing. It's going to be different every time because Google is random and also depends if they're logged in or not. Now, granted, like they, there might be a safe search on basically like you can't search up porn without a login because the, the default of Google is safe search. And some of the people who are attached to some of those articles might not be safe search because they might be related to other websites, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you're, that to me, that that's not credible to me. Okay, well then now, take that out of it. Now, so we my, have documents. now am I surprised that there's a lady saying, because one thing a lot of people don't realize, especially like with people like Twitter, is human beings work at these places. I mean, there was even that one guy at Twitter. Are you got, saying that corporations are people? Well, yeah, for sure. But you have that one guy who goes, I don't like Donald Trump. I'm going to turn off his Twitter account for a day. And that's what he did. Like you're, And that's going to happen. And I think if you're sitting down with a group of people trying to make decisions, they're going to make the decisions based off a human, a human decision on it. And when it comes down to it, what do you want to happen? What's going to be a result is do you want the government breaking up Google? What are they going to break up? Google, no one understands what Google is. If you try to get, if you tell me get all those senators and all those people together, if they could explain to you, to me, if 30% of them can explain to me what Google does, then I'd be like, okay, let's talk about it. Because mm-hmm. none of them, remember that time when Facebook was there? They had no idea how Facebook worked. Yeah. It was hilarious. You're like, all right, so we're going to base what you're going to break up off of what these guys think? Mm-hmm. It's going to be stupid. No, I, I agree with so you on that. that. We're, already, we're going, already going down the wrong road with this one if we're talking about. But this is. And do you really think Google? This, do you really think Google is going to sway elections? Do you really think it's going to more so than the Russians? Well, I mean, and I that's think, been that's what I'm saying. Now, don't get me wrong. If this Project Veritas report had been about people uh, ensuring that Trump would win by using the same standards, I would be equally outraged. This is not a partisan issue. This is the fact that there's a massive AI. Overreach of nineteen. Oh yeah, because you can have you can have the smart dudes go in there and be like, let's remove the word veritas. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you search it, nothing comes up because we didn't want that well, word searchable. What's happening on YouTube is that people are oh, getting. Oh yeah, but that's their platform though. Like they can kind of do what they want well, when it I'm, comes to that stuff. Don't I, you think? Yeah, which is why I'm seeking alternate search engines than Google. Yeah, there you go. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't realize what, how much YouTube pays every year to make YouTube available. Like, how we're able to stream on it for free, how we're able to upload hundreds and hundreds of high-quality videos to it for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's the change. That's the exchange you get. Now, if you feel like you're a conservative and you're being targeted, I mean, find another platform. There's so many different ways to make, get to your audience than YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube. and they do. For instance, you and know, I don't know many people on YouTube who randomly search YouTube videos. I think when people go to YouTube, they're looking for something specific. Uh, it's I, not I, like... I tend to be random. I do stream of consciousness. I'll start typing stuff in the search window. Something will hit me. 
But like I'm a you know proud card carrying member of the AARP. <clears throat> I'm old like that, but I love the discounts that I get. Now AARP is pretty much liberal no. driven. There is a conservative version of AARP called AMAC, which I'm not a member of yet, but I'll probably join. Not because they're conservative well, or liberal, where but I because see I want it being more discounts. Real scary is like the Covington kid. Mm-hmm. That's where things get out of hand, where the information can hurt people. Because if you think about Google and you think about their authority over what people see, say that report lasted for two weeks before they finally realized, oh, everyone's not using logic here. There's a longer video. And then that's where they keep promoting is that, you know, that CNN clip or something like that. I think that's where people get in trouble. But there's no way you can keep a a watchman over over these watchers. There's just no way. And people just need to move away from Google if they don't like what their results are. Okay, well, here's an example. I just did a Google search. I went to Google.com. Yeah. And I, t- I typed in Covington lawsuit. Okay. Uh, these are, I'll just, National Catholic Reporter, April 12th. Uh, Daily Signal, March 15th. The Hill, May the 1st. Washington Times, May 24th. And now these are all... Um, Fox News, May 1st, USA Today, April 10th. These are all the latest news reports on this. And here are the headlines. Washington Post files motion to dismiss lawsuit. Um, CNN defends Covington Catholic coverage. CNN files motion to dismiss Sandman suits. Uh... Washington Post files to dismiss Covington Catholic's uh, suit. Uh, these are all, these headlines are old. There are no new updates, and the vast majority of them are news outlets reporting on other news outlets being unfairly targeted by this kid. See, even that's a search result. This should be the latest up-to-the-date news on this lawsuit, and I know stuff has happened since May the 1st. Oh, yeah. Well, I, okay, I'm not saying that what, what's going on is wrong or right. I'm just saying what, what's going on, I think it's it's a little bit of everything. Because, like me, I searched for it, and the third result or the fourth result is why could he win? How Like, he's going, How? what are the reasons he could win the lawsuits against CNN? Okay, but, but that's not, see, that's not a news report. So That's a commentary. Oh, yeah, and then we but have. So, so look at news reports. Yeah, like everyone's everyone's filing a dismissal right now. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Everyone who's they are suing. Uh-huh. You, you think that's the most relevant news to it? No. What do you think's the next update? Things have happened between May the 1st, which is what I'm determining is the last yeah. uh, on my Google search. We're at the end of June. In a month and a half, nothing's happened on the Covington lawsuit. I don't know. It sounds like courts are slow. <laughs> but I mean... I think if people really want to do something about do something else, do something else than Google. Because, I mean, how are you going to be able, unless you, well, how do you want to break them up, Sean? I don't want to break up Google. What do you want to do? I want them to be held accountable. I want them to be hauled in front of the same subcommittees that everyone else is and, and ex- being so forced be to fine? explain these. Uh, yeah, uh, but they don't have to force to explain. What happens if they said, yeah, we did it? Then they broke the law. How do they break the law? What law do they break? Um, because uh, actually, if you remember, no, I'm, the sure, video, I'm curious because no, Brett's Brett's tuning in on our Facebook. I want to know what laws they're breaking. Easy. There is, um, uh, damn, I wrote it down and I didn't bring it with me. 
there is a law about how you present yourself as a publisher or a something else. And gosh, you know, Brett, if you are listening, you might be able to help me out here. That Google has gone into publisher territory when they say they're not. And there's only a protection when you are not a publisher. And so if Google has gone into publisher territory... So a publisher would be like, they choose which articles to show? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And that you only get the legal protection if you're not that. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be the true just because they get paid ads? No, because the ads are... You you say this is an advertisement. Every time you get a pop-up ad, it says advertisement. Okay. Or paid advertisement. So that doesn't count as a publisher. Correct. Okay. Just making sure. So there are, you know, so I know that there are going to be some politicians and they're going to be predominantly GOP politicians who will get these like that, Google executives. But I feel like that route, like nothing ever comes from that route because they ask these questions and be like, oh, what specific one are you talking about? Oh, I'm not, that's not my field. Or they say, you know, plead the fifth or something. That's so, why they need to subpoena this lady and the programmer. Yeah, and then same thing. And even if they have to subpoena Mr. X, whoever he is, the guy who, what they change his voice and, and turn the lights out over him, he may have to reveal his identity. <clears throat> you think with technology today, you don't have to leave the lights off for the guy. Well, my thought right? is... You couldn't just do, like, a cartoon or something? What Actually, watching that, I was tempted to take the audio of this guy talking, running it through, like, Audition or something, because, you know, Audition has that. You can change the pitch and, and speed to jack around with it and get the normal voice. Because I remember one time, and I thought this was brilliant. Um, I'm surprised CNN hasn't done it because they always try to find out who's the, the creator of these slanderous materials. There, that, that, could be, that could be next. I do remember a few years ago this happened, and I cheered when it went down. There was some uh, uh, pedophile who had been posting pictures of him doing stuff. Oh, God. And, but what he did, he did some thing on the video and the photos to where it swirled around his face and so you couldn't see it. Oh, like the iMac or the uh, the old Macintosh web camera options. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, so what the cops did, they just kind of reverse engineered it and unswirled it. And so you see the guy's face right there. And I thought that was brilliant. I'm thinking the same thing could go down with something like this. All you got to do if someone disguises their voice, if they use a particular software, you just find out what that software is and you should be able to undo it or redo it. So this guy may easily have to give up. I mean, his do you think on. Google is that big in the sense of yes, really? Because uh, I because it takes me back to Microsoft when they were having the browser battles, and I I mean I wasn't really around to pay attention during that time, but it's kind of how did they result in doing what they did, and how is it similar to today? Because I mean, is Google is are people being forced to use Google? As in, like, if I buy a computer, the first thing I have... I know if you buy a Chromebook, but you're buying a Google book. Isn't that the same thing as what Microsoft was doing, you know, in the 90s? Yeah, sorry, I'm looking up what... Because uh... I know, like, your iPhone, your Safari, that's your default, is Safari. And your Android, cool. your default is is Chrome. Because mm-hmm. it's a it's a device made by that company. Yeah, Safari is an iOS, which is Apple. Yeah, so... Um, but I'm, I'm asking, like, where... The publishing thing is the only thing they can really get in trouble for? Um, I don't know, but it, here's the thing. There's more evidence on this than there are about the entire Russian collusion thing. Well, yeah. I mean, if anyone believes in the Russian collusion thing, then you have to believe every other country in this 
world is doing mm-hmm. something. Here's the thing. Uh, Not just Google's Russia. or Alphabet's, because, you know, Alphabet is like the, yeah, the parent company. The mother, Google, mother company. Is expecting a revenue this year of $36.34 billion, with a B, dollars. Now, yeah. they were just recently fined $1.7 billion for the Europe, from the European Commission. So, when I mean, you can afford a $1.7 billion fine and it doesn't even scratch the surface. Yeah, they're big. Well, no, they're big. I'm just saying that no one's forcing them to, to like, that's why Microsoft got in trouble, right? Because they were forcing the Again, market to be in their this favor. This is something that shows that it shows that they're manipulating algorithms. Then that could fall under antitrust yeah. scenario. So it's different. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. It's because it is Google is the monopoly. It is the the go to search thing. Even on you know TV shows, I'm going to Google this person. Yeah. Now, if Microsoft pays, they'll get to say, "Well, I'm going to go on being like Hawaii Five O is great with that." You see yeah, the Microsoft. It's awful. They all use it's Microsoft awful. Surface tablets, and they all use Bing, and it's it's obvious. My favorite recent one is Wix. What the, the like any the like website? B movie any B movie you see on streaming site or streaming <laughs> movies, it's like well, oh I mean I created this great website for you, mom. And it's like turns it around, it's like w- clearly the Wix marker. And I'm mm. like, man, they must have been really cheap and didn't pay the extra money to get rid of the Wix logo. Oh, and it's always, you know, I remember in the seventies the the cop shows or the detective shows, uh, you could tell who the car sponsor was because they all drove Fords or they all drove Chevys. Yeah. Uh, again, back to Hawaii Five O, the current one. Sh- they all drive Chevys because Chevy is a sponsor of mm-hmm. Hawaii Five O, and they they. But I mean, show... the antitrust thing I could see for Google. Mm-hmm. I can see that just because of the people who work there are just their their egos got too big, and they really were trying to do something nefarious. I guess that's yeah. the correct word. But I mean, I, I I just don't see it having like Brett says that it's going to absolutely influence elections. I mean, I just don't know because there's so much doubt in the media and what people are telling. Everyone's going to be starting to have the second-guess philosophy, I guess. Good! Right? and Which is great. Second-guess, don't accept stuff. I think a lot computers. of people have that. I think there is a generation that doesn't have that, and that's because they're on Facebook sharing stuff all the time, and it's, like, hilarious to me. But, Abraham Lincoln said you can't trust everything you read on the Internet. So, I mean, I, like, again, like I just can't fathom people, a large group of people going, this has totally changed my mind about Donald Trump or about this this bill or something because I think there are a lot of smart people out there who have the ability to see through this crap. But and especially people on the internet, you never why, know what the internet can do. Because it's like the anonymous, if they're wrong, as long as they rename, uh, remain anonymous, they can do some more powerful stuff. Well, to me, there's a difference and put up with how I phrase this between the internet and Google. Google is the universally accepted. If you need to find any truth on the uh, on the World Wide Web, I mean, you Google it. You don't Bing it. You don't go to Dogpile or Metacrawler or Alta Vista or Ask Jeeves. They're all gone. Or they're but I'm definitely it's I, all Google. I've definitely been in there so in a situation where I looked up Google and it didn't satisfy what was but brought up. But let's say up. we're and in I'm the like, 2020 okay, election and you're looking, saying, I wonder how polling is happening in a battleground state. Google has said on this video, basically, they will change the algorithms to not be favorable towards Trump on any search. So let's say I'm trying to do research. Or I wonder how this battleground state is doing. Let me just Google what the polling is or, or something, and it won't give you the unvarnished truth that won't give you the raw data. It'll give you someone in Google's personal definition. And as they said on this video, two different people have said in this, on this video, we determine what's fair. 
And there are oh, people yeah. that don't track with our definition of fair, and we, we're changing our algorithms to make it happen. And that just, and to say, to call it ML fairness, and when they say, yeah, we call it fair, but it's really not fair, yeah. uh, it's well, when you fair have, When us. you have Joe and, and Samantha over there going like, let's just, let's just delete that one, let's just change the way okay, that's why you, Well, that's weird because like two of my best friends in the world are a married couple named Joe and Samantha. Yeah, well, you know, they're them. the ones causing these problems. No, so. you back off Joe and Samantha. They have nothing to do with, with this. I, I mean, I don't Bob know. Bob and Mary, I yeah. just don't, I don't really see the weight of the issue here. And I know there's an issue, but I don't understand like, what what do you do? Is it is it a big elephant or is it just a cat? This is nineteen eighty four level. Uh, everyone's I mean, going on about how the administration is is stomping down on media or whatever. That, that's insane. This is what nineteen eighty four is. Oh yeah, I mean you have those kind of beliefs inside of a company, and then you're enforcing it on everybody who uses that. Like especially YouTube's the biggest one, but I also think YouTube is still navigating. Like I think Twitter, I think these companies are still new. And they're still navigating how to like. Do you think there's one? Do you think there's a group of hooded people inside Google who go, "All right, this is our main our main goal is to control everyone what they search." Okay, Google's 21 years old. Yeah, but I'm saying there's new technology though. Well, there's, yeah, there's new technology every day. So, and I think social media wasn't on Google's radar, and that trying to change the game. And that was what 10 years old now, a little older. So I mean, I, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think they're purposely having one major goal of the hooded, <laughs> the hooded cult and Google going, "This is what we're going to do." I think it just they're trying to figure it out. For example, the YouTube thing, when they realized all those pedophiles were manipulating YouTube, they did a brash, "We got to clean this out," and it affected like well, right now they banned the word Nazi. Well, you know what that did? That every historic channel on there got a flag or got something. Exactly. And I think that I remember the, a few years ago they tried thing, the same thing with for safe search breast. Well, all of a sudden you you couldn't find out, you know, proper. Yeah. So what what happened? What was the result of that? Did was, they they go and fine tune it and say, hey, we are going to show certain websites instead of the keyword breast. It'd be like we allow websites. We can again. Wipe. They determine. Oh yeah, but that's the way you're trying to figure out how to prevent certain things. Well, I think it's that way. Dragons lie when they they determine what a good. It's gonna sound so funny. What a good breast search is versus a bad best yeah. breast search. But I think there's a way technically to figure it out, but they're never gonna get it right the first time. Mm -hmm. And YouTube was founded 19 and a half years ago, or 19 years ago. Yeah. So there, you know, you know, the technology. The algorithms may may yeah, but also stuff. YouTube might have been found almost twenty years ago, but the platform's performance and reliability is completely different. No, when they realized we now have the power they, they to they used to only be able to upload like ten minute videos. Exactly. Well, this is the same thing like with MTV. Once upon a time, MTV ran music videos. That's what music yeah. television. Well, I, and let me then ask you this: they went beyond that, so they had to bring I'll in ask VH1. Listener Brett this. And then VH1 classes. So if YouTube basically had the no man's land clause or the Wild West Clause, where you can just do whatever you want because they're not a publisher. Mm -hmm. Could they ever get in trouble? No, you as a publisher, you can publish whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. You can pick and choose. What is I'm saying? Like, so say YouTube's like, hey, y'all can upload anything you want. We just get to run ads on it. Like anything. It could be pornography. It could be... You know, beheadings. It could be this show. Well, okay, it could and that be, gets down to. So what? No, I'm asking. Like, what is? How could the they get? How could they get in trouble? Yeah, I, I'm missing the. 
Well, like, well, that's what I'm asking. Like, how would they get in trouble yeah. if they just allowed anyone to upload anything? They could just be like, oh, it wasn't us, it was this user. Because if it breaks the law, you can't show a snuff film. It is illegal to show a snuff film. Okay. So would I beheading. So we can't have snuff ISIS films. ISIS beheading on, on. is a snuff film. So, okay. yeah, if you break the law, you're contingent to it. What they're doing is saying, well, we'll show, because I saw a beheading video on YouTube yeah, once. for sure. But... You know, then we got to get rid of this Project Veritas video because some mysterious third party complained about something. It's arbitrary, and that's what concerns yeah, me. But and I again, think... this is not partisan. If this went the other way, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be equally outraged. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Again, like I think it's just them trying to figure it out. Nope. Now there might be there might be individuals who are trying to manipulate the process of trying to figure it out. But if you're going to tell me that, the, like, do you think the Project Veritas stuff is the smoking gun? Yes. You think so? Yes. You have documents. You have videos. See, that's the primary difference between WikiLeaks. First off, WikiLeaks is they don't discriminate against who gets what. And I'm a firm believer that not everyone has the right to know everything. There are classifications. So you're stuff. part of this problem? Is that what you're telling me? That. Not everyone needs given, to given know that every Given if you're in a position of power, you would, you, would, you would limit power what I'm allowed to, to see? Do with, power has absolutely nothing to do with it. I can't believe, believe you limit me, me there, what I can see. There are corporals that have, that have higher security clearance than the president. Power has nothing to do with it. It's trustworthiness. Um, and the public is not to be trusted knowing everything about everyone at every time. I'm also, what, what I'm curious is why there isn't a competitor of a YouTube. To well, that level. they're trying. There's Venmo. There's the one that I watched. Well, Vimeo is nowhere near a competitor, mainly because they limit, they charge you, and then they limit how much you can have uploaded. Well, you can try. So uh, that's not even the same. To me, that's not even that's the same. Like ball, asking, why the isn't same there game. a Why isn't there a Facebook? They're in like a lower division. They're not even in the same division as YouTube. But but I mean, Facebook could do it. I if, think Facebook could do it. If, if you they, were to leave Facebook, where would you go? And that's the thing. If you were to leave to YouTube, where would you go? I think, in light of this, I would like there to be more alternatives. And I'm not saying a conservative alternative to YouTube. I'm just saying one that maybe does allow. You know, the only thing we won't let you post is if it's illegal. Otherwise, go to town, or have a filter. You know, like rate it. Where this video, you know, we watch it and we determine based on this standard that won't change. It is a because I think PG. one of the biggest mistakes Facebook and all the social media people and Google is they put out in front the report button. I think that's one of the, one of the biggest issues they did because of the process to report. If I'm a smart person and I hate this idea, I could create some type of program to auto report mm -hmm. certain things. Yep. And like to me, and if you go to like any of these websites, you can see it within a few clicks. Like, is there a problem with this post? Report it. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe that's what is George or Orwellian right there is my option. Every time I see something, I'm going to, I have an option to report it. I mean, that to me, that's just, that's too much because you'll get too sensitive to things and you'll be like, you know, everything's offending me now. I'm just going to start reporting everything. Well, that's what's happening. And that's what, I mean, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I think that's really the big issue with it. And unfortunately, that's where I don't think they can go back. I think they can go back from that. I think they could change that where they just, you know, they, they pay the X amount of dollars to have the phone call place saying, hey, we got a problem with the post, call us. And then, you know, have that process take an hour and a half to report something. So no one really reports anything anymore. 
So, but I mean, I, I really think that's really the big issue. And you ask, where do you go from Facebook? I think what I was thinking about this the other day was before Facebook, how many people did you have in your in your circle, life circle that you communicated with? I think Facebook just expanded it a little bit more. They didn't they didn't strengthen that core. They just expanded it. And now you're communicating with people that you would norm, normally would never communicate with because they're not usually in your neighborhood or in your day-to-day life stuff. So, I mean, I think people would move on and be okay with it. I don't think they, they might find an alternative on another way, but I don't really see there's a lot of strength building and community on Instagram unless you're trying to make money or something or to hook up with somebody. So those are my favorite stories. It's like, oh, yeah, we met on Facebook. It's like, how do you meet somebody on Facebook? Because typically I meet you in person, and then I, we connect on Facebook. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I never, like, gone on Facebook and used it as, like, a Tinder. I didn't even know that was an option. Now, do you want to swipe left or swipe right on a Tinder? I can't remember. What's the, what's the good one and what's know. the bad one? Don't ask me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Sorry, I'm know, trying to catch up on the comments here. It was a great conversation. Yeah. And I want it to be thought-provoking. But I think that's, and I really think that's the big issue with it because, and that's how Google and Twitter and them react to things and set up these parameters is because of so much what they believe is the outrage. I mean, think, look at the Me Too movement. If you take it as a whole study, I would say maybe fifty it's 50% accurate, 50% inaccurate on their accusals. And the stories that make the bigger news typically end to be the false accused. But if you think about, if you think about the top five Me Too me too movements how many of the of those five are actual like legitimate we're going to court or this is true this is what happened i mean there's maybe two and the rest are like uh what the rest would be someone like that guy from the walking dead or it'd be in uh in or sorry or whatever when he got falsely not accused but it was trying to be painted that he did something but all he was is trying to do is you know hook up with somebody basically mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah well see Again, the difference between a platform and, and publishing uh, and also news source and not news source. A news outlet, CBS News, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, I don't care. A, a credible, recognized news outlet presents a story and then it turns out to be false, either inadvertently false or it's proven wrong or it's shown that they had an agenda on it. There are lawsuits they can be yeah. found, they can lose their license. But that same report, someone on Facebook posts it saying, I got this off of Fox News or CNN. It can stay on even after it's been proven false, and you can go in with a with a false narrative on it that oh, OMG, you know, Trump killing babies or Obama the Muslim terrorist. Again, it goes both ways. Neither Facebook nor the poster are held accountable at all. Facebook can keep it up going well. And all it's the second something is, is, is proven false. I believe there need to be safeguards in, in place to keep the Facebooks or the YouTubes of the world from keeping it. Think about how many YouTube videos on YouTube are still up there that are flat out lying about things. Like flat earth. <laughs> well, oh, okay. There's a classic example. Do you really think there are that many people who, honest to God, believe the Earth is flat. It's a joke. I would join the Flatter Society just so I could get the membership. I wonder people that still believe but in Bigfoot, man. But you think on, uh, as far as Facebook's concerned, that it's it's swarming to take over well, the I universe. Think... Same thing like on Facebook, you see people, you know, 
with long nose hairs that have been glittered or, or, or hairy fingernails like, OMG, this is the latest fashion trend and people are going crazy. No, they're not. It's, it's, they're trying to say it as such. Yeah. And that's where I think there needs to be accountability. I don't care about the the, the hairy, the glittery nostril here. I'm ca- I care about the if something's pods. proven false. You're about the Tide Pods? How they give you more vitamin B? Tide Pods? You didn't hear about that? If you ate a Tide Pod, you get more vitamin B? You know, if you eat a Tide Pod, I just think it's Darwinism at its finest. Yeah. Well, Go for it. But again, uh, like the... Well, like a, Remember the pink slime story? Well, no, a good, a good example of social media reacting is that Christchurch shooting. Because that guy live streamed that, so that video was available as it was happening, mm-hmm. and then it could be shared and put on different things, and and basically everyone in the social media world goes, "Hey, we shouldn't be having this on our platform," and so they got. I mean, I did not see one clip of it, mm-hmm. and to me, that like they do have the power and the ability to figure out, pinpoint one thing, and terminate it, right, and. And so every time they don't, whenever a news story is put out on social media and it's been proven false, what the hell is it still doing on social media and being allowed to continue something? I mean, I, to me, I don't think it's that deep. That is. It truly is. I'm a Wild West kind of guy. I'm like, just let it go. See where it lands. Why not? Okay. And then we'll, you know, next thing we'll do, we're burning all our books. You know, that's usually where that leads down to, yeah, right? Yeah, so I was going to say, curious count you were. So we're going from 1984 into Fahrenheit 451. Okay. Oh, we're just burning books, Lots man. of numbers. Well, we're going to take our top-of-the-hour break. It's 956. That was an interesting conversation. What you, how do you feel about Google and all them? To me, I, I think it's what it is. And I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I'm in a position to say, you know, I mean, do, I we, know do we punish that lady in the video? What do we do? We just know, I mean, we shun her so much. That she didn't get a job, then we're jobs done. Well, it's up to. Here's the thing: the fact that she's still working for Google is after she? this. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what she's doing. Um, all I'll say is that I learned something about Google yesterday that I did not know the day. I know something about Google today that I did not know yesterday you know? at this time. Uh, about the uh, the ML learning or ML fairness, oh, yeah. I mean, and their uh, how they manipulate algorithms, and that there is someone in a high position there saying that it's her goal to keep Trump from being reelected and using the resources of Google. To oh, make yeah, I do not doubt that. So I need to do more research. And that, that's the whole thing. I, I can't just take that at face value going, OMG, I, I want to do more research, but it's a start. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's take our break. Okay. And, uh, coming up next, we're going to have some folks. We're going to talk about Jody Booth's uh, live concert slash music video being filmed the 29th at Marshall's Tavern on Fraser Street. Uh, uh, we'll be they'll be in the studio, so we're gonna take an extended break. Feel free to call, text us, all that kind of stuff. We have that number nine three six two two eight nine three six eight. Text us or message on our social media. We're broadcasting live on our YouTube and Facebook channel, so you can also communicate with us there. We'll be back in a second. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas, dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for Tuesday, or a three-for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. 
800-268-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Buddies ask if I'm okay. I haven't been around much since she went away. Guess they can tell that I don't have a care to give. Hey, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Yeah, I finally got it right. I didn't stutter over of, over it. 10.04 on the dot here on a Wednesday morning. Tis hump day indeed. Uh, so uh, Jody Booth, well, we were expecting yeah. they may be stuck in traffic. Maybe, so they're, maybe they're setting up the music video. There you go. So we we be keeping on yeah. talking here. For a little bit. For, yeah. for a bit. And uh, if they show up, great. If not, well, you get a little bit more Dick and Skippy in your mornings. There we go. Yeah. Uh, just to give... Folks, kind of a heads up of what's going on for the rest of the week. I guess this is the perfect time to do that. We have uh, special guests on Friday. We have Brett and Donna Hanley. All right. Got that right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be a fun show. Uh, we don't have guests on the first or the third, so that's next week. Uh, if you're wanting to be a guest, just uh, let us know. Go to IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy booking, or you can just reach out to us through all many ways to do that. And then on the 5th, we're going to have the Conroe Art League coming in. They have their uh, July events, and so that's going to be a lot of fun learning about what's going on down the road at the nice. Conroe Art League. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on for the rest of the week. Now, this weekend, a couple of cool things are happening. Okay. Uh, Operation Pets Alive. If you haven't heard about them, they're a Montgomery County uh, no-kill pet shelter. They're, they're trying to be uh, make all shelters like no-kill, and they, they talk the talk, they walk the walk. They're an awesome organization. Well, at the four area Petco's in the Woodlands Conroe area this weekend, on Saturday, they're going to have a special event called Be a Foster Event that oh, yeah. not only will you know encourage you that you don't have to adopt a dog, you can foster them, but also to as a special volunteer uh, recognition day. And that one is going to happen in particular at the Petco on Kirkendall in the Woodlands area. But hit Petco this weekend, show your love to Operation Pets Alive. 
Also on Saturday from 12 to 5 at Bear Branch Recreation Center, which is in the woodlands right there on Research Forest near Gosling, you'll see me sitting behind the director's desk as you audition for Macbeth, which will be a one-night performance right. in September 14th for that. the Woodlands Arts in the Park, Shakespeare in the Park Festival. And while you're there, mm-hmm. don't forget the Margarita Festival at Town Green Park. What? what? So, yeah. yeah, don't forget that if you're into margaritas, I guess. You know, I, I deserve a good just, audition like that. too much sugar, man. Too much sugar. Oh, so last night, you know, <clears throat> Mrs. Skippy likes to, she uses the same big, uh, what's it called? Not a tumbler, the uh, the big one that keeps your drinks Yeti? cold. A Yeti, thank you. Uh, either it's got margarita or it's got water in it, depending on what day it is. Well, last night, oh, I'm a, how, I was how sitting on this. How many times did wash that cup? Oh, she, she's the margarita, that's it. gross. But uh, so last night I was on the sofa. I had a coughing fit. I r- grabbed for what I assumed was water because, you know, it was a Tuesday evening and took a big old chug of margarita. So that that was shocking. But Was it, though? You say it's a 50-50. But uh, you just not, you know, it's like when you're, you it's think like when it's, you're eating dill pickles and you get a sweet pickle. Exactly. When yeah. you when it takes a takes a moment. That's when you just want to immediately go back to sleep and start over. That's right. It takes a moment for your brain to catch up. So but funny. I've had a lot of like bad auditions in my life where I've I've had to audition people, but I was hopped up on morphine because I was on with uh, uh, with kidney stones, or unfortunately I had uh, auditions one night that I was directing that that morning I was up in Dallas, you know, burying a family member. So you know, I would not mind going to the Margarita Festival on Saturday, getting tanked up on margaritas, and then hosting the audition. I think that would make it a much more fun experience for me. So thank you, Dick, for, for pointing out the Margarita Festival. There you just you brighten my I life. I'm just trying to keep everything convenient for folks out there, there you trying go. to look for something to do. And uh, Looks we got, like we got Jody who's wandering in, looking feverishly right, at his, well, let's at take his a, watch. Well, let's just take a break and get him in, and yeah. then uh, we'll be back with Jody Booth, guys. So stick around. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast. Create your first YouTube channel and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. 
Find out more online at pathtotheplate.pamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? She went away. Guess they can tell. All right, welcome back to Dick Skipping the Mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas, hanging out with my co-host Skippy. Hello. All right throwing me off it's 10 13 right now and we got jody booth in the studio just to let you know jody booth on the 29th is having a uh i would call it a concert but he's filming the concert right right yeah we're, uh, we're capturing video and audio for okay because so. he was here asking like oh are they gonna like stop is it like a music video that's concert based to where you lip sync 50 times over or is it going to be the live concert we might do uh like preview shots and stuff we like might that. do a, one song a, c- a couple of times just to make sure we got it right but Okay. Uh, yeah. Not back to back. It's it's going to be a show, and we're not uh, wasting we're people's gonna... time. That's right. We're That's... we're not going to just drill it into their heads with the same song. And it's happening at Marshall's Tavern, which was used to be Game On Game On Sports Bar. And to give people some directions on Frazier, the north side of Frazier, heading towards uh, the Loop Three Thirty Six or to Southern Star Brewery, if you're looking, because that's my landmark. 
Uh, and you're heading towards there, and it's going to be on your west side of Fraser. And it's right across, is it the Bush's Chicken? What is that? I think I think you're right. It's 1717 North Fraser. Yeah. Uh, right. It's right next to AutoZone. It's in our description. People can look at it. Yeah, I'll put it in the description of everything. There you go. And what time is this going down? Uh, Peter Sinclair kicks off the music about 8 o'clock, and then my old buddy Philip Griffin and his band go on about 9.30, and then we honky-tonk the night away. Cool. Okay. And this is 9.30 it's PM, on a, right? It's on a Saturday, by the way, folks, well, so you can plan ahead and make sure to stay out. I'll be doing the Macbeth auditions from 12 to 5. And then you're doing the Margarita Festival, then you're going to be Ubering. Over from the here. Margarita Festival. But, Jody, you know, last time I was in a music video, uh, only my elbow showed up in it. I tell you what, we'll at so, least get your elbow and your wrist if you show up. I was about to say, am I going to get more of my elbow? If I, if I show up to this damn music video, am I, I going to get this is gonna Give sound, me something more in my elbow. I got to inform folks, there is, a, there is an admission fee to get in because it is like a concert. Yes, it, it, it is. It's our, it's our show, uh, and we uh, unfortunately we do charge. But I, I believe once they get there, they'll figure out that you know, these guys aren't too bad. Maybe they're worth the ten bucks yeah. that cost in advance. Well, you've been, you've been playing music. You're good. This Thank isn't you. this isn't some small town thing. Oh, I guess it's kind of a small town thing, isn't it? In a positive way. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And it's happening at Marshall's Tavern, uh, and it's all, all night too. So that the, how much is it right now? If I go it, on to advance is ten dollars and uh, fifteen at the door, I believe. Okay. And there's, there's worth every penny. We're three bands. Yeah. We're bring, we're bringing the big time to a small town. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm gonna write that, that down. There. Yeah. Has Marshall Tavern figured out what it wants to be yet? Because uh, it's been like it's been so many different things. It's been a like I've seen it a dart place. I've seen a pool hall. I've seen it a bingo hall. I've seen it. Uh, they ha- I think you mean the building itself? Or? Yeah, the build. I don't know who. I don't know if it's the same owner or what. I just remember every, pretty much every year something changes about it. I don't, well, I know. Um, Marshalls is a is a chain of uh, is of, it of clothing clubs or well well that, that too <laughs> I mean you no you have to wear clothes here that that's oh. the only thing, that's the only clothing for your music video I thought you didn't want people to wear clothes. now the one we're shooting in California <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. no is that uh, New York where you don't have to wear anything is it New York the one that you can be topless wait what no like it's like a, it's like the law you can like do whatever you want you can be topless and walk around New York City right. Man, I'm I think in the wrong you, state. I think you stand out if you wear clothes in New York City. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Okay, so you're, yeah, so Mar- I, I've been to Marshalls, folks. It's it's a tavern, so you're going to have a good time. Right, so, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not dogging. I'm just asking because no, I, I drive by it every day, and I'm like, oh, they added something. Oh, they took away something. And every time I go in there, something's going on. Like one time I went in there, and there was midget wrestling going on. Yeah. But I don't know if that was Marshalls. I think that might have been Game On Sports Bar. So it's just or, very, it's or, conflicting. Or you might have, it's conflicting for Or you me. might have stumbled into a daycare center. Oh uh, no! This was this is legit. This is legit. It's been Harry Toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Harry Toddlers is the name yeah. of my next. No, I don't forget that. I was with Holly, and we just go, "Hey, you just want to have a beer or something?" And I was like, "Oh, let's check out this place." And we get up there, and uh, they have like a garage door kind of door, so it's pretty big. And you see what's going on. And I'm like, "Man, something's going on there." There's like a ring in there. And then we walk up, and they're like, the, the the front doorman is like, "Yeah, it's gonna be like thirty five dollars." Like. To enter a place? What's going on here? And he's like, oh, it's Mr. Wrestling. Well, I just happen to have $35. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, right. well, no, this is me. This is how cheap I am. I'm like, how much longer is it going on? Because I'm not paying $35 for 10 minutes of just Mr. Wrestling. <laughs> if I'm going to see dwarf tossing. <laughs> yeah, like I got to get the full package here. They're, they are midgets, so uh, half price maybe? Oh. <laughs> no. Nah. Well, I think, I no. Nah. They're like, oh, we got 30 minutes left. And I was like, man, that sucks. Right on the cusp. I'm not going to be paying that. Yeah. Is that Holly with me? I'm like, that's. This is going to turn a hundred dollar night, and I'm like, we just want to have a beer. 
like, is Tyrion Lannister in there? Is, yeah. You know? <laughs> the costume ideas are phenomenal. But no, I, like I said, every time I go on there, you don't really know what's going on because, like, I remember when they had bingo and it was real serious. I was like, oh, sorry, guys. I thought this was a beer hall. Guess it's not. <laughs> don't, don't mess with the bingo players. Uh, so, Jody, uh, earlier Dick and I were actually talking about music videos that I can't remember the last time. You know, I'm old, obviously. You, you can tell by looking at me. But I remember MTV in its early days, back when it played videos. I re- basically, I remember the birth of the video. When they killed the radio star. Exactly. I, you know, I'm still on that. Well, yeah, but I remember it. But now I can't remember the last time I've actually seen a video. So well, are videos well, as important well, today as they were well, back Sean, then? we were talking about this. Sorry, Jerry, but like, see, now when you go to country bars and stuff, like Honky Tonks, when they don't have a live band, they'll play the the music in the hall mm-hmm. is a music video. But it's like CMT still playing them. Well, what's the best outlet for a video nowadays? YouTube or oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah, That's true. the interweb. Yeah, because like, like, I've seen a lot of artists, what they'll do is they'll put their album on YouTube, but like three of them will be music videos and eight of them will be just the cover art with the, the title Lyrics, of the song. Yeah. Like a lyric uh, uh, video or something. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it, it, it's uh, the whole... Uh, you're industry's getting changed. Getting so. out there. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I was telling him what I like about what you're doing is if you're trying to sell uh, like a, a venue or something like that, you can say, hey, here's us playing at Marshall's Tavern. And right. You get an idea of what like what band we have, what setup we do. It's also a tool for booking. Uh, yeah. If, if, if somebody wants to say, hey, we, we want to book you, but, you know. Who are some, you? you how, how does the live band sound and, you know, do you get do you, do you have a good draw, and we just send them the video of that, you know? And they're gonna say, "Who's that guy with the elbow? We we and, want him." Yeah. No, that's 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 not him. He has why, the birthmark on. Why them. are there people playing bingo in the background? <laughs> What's going on in this place? Bingo. Jody, so let's talk about your music. So you know, I, I kind of sniffed around, and apparently, some people say you got like a, a like a Waylon Jennings vibe to you. Is, what what are your inspirations and? How did you get into music? Well, um, the, the nice, the lovely folks listening uh, can't see right now, but uh, okay, I can show them things. Oh, there we go. There's where, uh, where I have a camera. Let me get the camera on you. On yeah. my arm. Show oh, there thing. we go. There you go. Right there is uh, is my biggest all time idol, uh, Mr. Merle Haggard. Uh, autographed my arm there, and uh, I went immediately and had it tattooed. But uh, wait, what? Yeah. So you're 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 hanging out, and Merle's there, and he's like, "Let me see this forearm." And he just wrote on it, and you go, okay. Well, I, I think I requested him oh. to, to, to do it. I mean, he didn't just go like, hey, that your arm is, your forearm is You're shaved, missing something. Fre- freshly shaven. <laughs> You're missing something. Let me write on it. Yeah. Um, no, Glad I, you didn't, you know, choke and show your chest. It, it was all planned out. Uh, You're going to sign my the, butt. <laughs> down at the Stafford Center um, in Stafford, Texas, um, uh, it was all planned out through a friend of mine who uh, whose wife, uh, manages the place, and uh, and I just I said, Mr. Haggard, I, I write songs and I sing them for a living, and you're 95 percent of the reason I do it the way I do it. So, could you autograph my freshly shaven forearm, and I'd like to go have it tattooed? And he just nodded like he's done it a million times, and he didn't finish his last name because he's having a hard time writing. But uh, do you ask Merle Haggard to finish his own last name? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I just went with you it. You get one of those forensic uh, handwriting. As analysts and, and figure well, get the ARD in. I'm such a fan of uh, of his son Ben Haggard. I thought about getting him to f- to finish it as as a you know there you go rite of passage or something. 
So when did you start getting into music? Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember a time. I don't remember a time in my life without music. Okay. Uh, very young. My fam. My mom's family all played uh, an instrument or sang or both. Uh, and so if I hadn't learned an instrument, I would have gotten put up for adoption probably. <laughs> well, well, you know what's funny is I, yeah, a common story with musicians, especially Texas country musicians. They grew up in a religious background of like going to church and playing in a band. And I always love how majority of those people tell me the story now sing like Merle Haggard and kind of outlaw stuff. And I go, how does that really fit in with the past when you're going back home visiting? Did you, was it a religious upbringing or was it just like, hey, my dad just likes playing the bass. My mom really good at the you well, know, the fiddle or? We're Baptists. So okay. Merle Haggard is what, they, what mama listened to while she was putting her makeup on for her and daddy to go out on Saturday night. Okay. You know, the... They didn't talk about it on Sunday, but no, we, uh, uh, I, I was raised on bluegrass gospel yeah, that's good stuff, type yeah. music. Uh, and I still, you know, I still play it every once in a while, but our family reunion consisted of two days of eating, drinking beer and, and jamming. So that's nice. Cool. So, okay. With that in mind, do you think that helps you write your music? Because it's, to me, I'd always noticed some artists struggle getting new material and circulating their current material with new stuff as they keep going forward with their with their with their career i pull, I pull from every experience yeah. in my life if, if i need to uh i guess a lot of, uh, some of my stuff is pure fiction some of it's obs observation of of the human condition yeah a friend of mine once said uh now does that play is that kind of a double-edged sword with your personal life because uh, some people could say hey is that song about me like or is it have you ever been taylor swifted uh, no. Have you ever Taylor uh, Swifted I've, anybody? Uh, I've, ne I've never been, <laughs> I've never been touched by Tim McGraw. I mean, <laughs> sorry, we're on radio here. Uh, Timmy, Timmy, okay. no one's we played Timmy Sticks. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Think I, about the song name, Timmy Sticks. That's I, I have, I usually, I have one song about, um, uh, it's called Small Town News, and I always introduce it as, uh, here's a song I wrote that, uh, uh oh. Javi Allen Georgia's calling me. I, I, I don't even. They heard about this the scandal you're the, about opening up to us about yeah, right? about Tim McGraw. They're worried now. They're doing their. <laughs> that's. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> you know it's good for you. Stop. We're talking, talking about Goo earlier. That's just they're, lawyer. they're controlling the narrative. Uh, Tim McGraw's attorneys from Tabby, Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, well, of course. So, yeah, I don't. I forget where I was. I squirreled. Well, um, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, the, your, your music and throwing your personal news at small town. Yeah, small town news yeah. is, uh, I always say that it's a, it's a true story, but the names have been changed to protect the guilty. So, and, uh, uh, and when I sing it, everybody in there knows exactly who they are and because I've had them approach me. And be like, so they, they come to all your concerts? Well, not all of them, but yeah. they came to one at least. So you keep berating or, them. Or bought the right, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I'll never they're like, forget. Is that me? Are you singing about me? I'm like, maybe. But yeah, they... Now, I've never been sued, if that's what you're asking. Well, no, I think it's, well, really, Yet. well I, what I love about musicians is they have the ability over the course of time to tap that raw emotion that everyone shares, but in one way or another, they either layer over it or they overexpose it. And it's, it's always trying to find that true sound and what relates to a lot of people. And when artists have a huge catalog, I always love to see, oh, when do they write this song? Oh, it was 1997 in the summer. What was going on in that guy's life during that time? Right. And then that, and that's what I really like because you get to know the depths where this this artist is going through, especially it's, when it's, it's almost autobiographical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Inadvertently, too. That's the right words. Sometimes. 
I mean, and that's and that's what I like about you because you write majority of all your stuff. And, it, yeah. yeah, and, and like, you and collaborate a lot, and I think that's kind of newer in the in the country scene. I think a lot of '80s and '90s kind of gave that you know that they, they hire a songwriter and then they they give it to George Strait and he goes up on stage. Right. Exactly. They, they there were in the '80s and '90s were the heyday. Nineties probably were, was the heyday of songwriters. Were were two guys, maybe three guys, a lady, whatever, sit in a room and they just would bang out songs all day yeah. and they would give them to somebody and a song plugger and they would. And nowadays, the artist is. I mean, even mainstream. Uh, well, a lot of the, well, art, the artists expect to do almost everything. Well, yeah, they're and and now they're they're whether they're writing part of the song or not, they're in the room. Yeah, you know, they're they're at these appointments and they're. Um, they're writing. Uh, I'm doing air quotes with my, my hands, but uh, it's good. We got you on video over there. I so. keep forgetting. Yeah, right. you know, yeah, we're on Facebook and YouTube Live, folks. Video, video did not kill the radio star. Well, yeah, that's what's kind of neat about coming to the, doing the uh, concert on the 29th. That's this Saturday. Reminding folks at Marshall's Tavern, and when being part of a music video, what are is this the first time you've done something like this? As in, like getting a live audience and saying, hey, we're gonna we're actually filming something. It's not the typical, let's throw some beer bottles around. It's the and, first time on this level of professionalism. I'm not, I'm not saying your normal concerts have beer bottles being thrown around. But well, usually from the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, depending on where you're playing at. Sometimes toward the stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, chicken wire. I was about to say play behind the chain link fence. Like the Blues Brothers. Well that I told I remember watching Roadhouse with my older brothers. I was like, can y'all take me to a place like this? Uh, and they're like, yeah, we know a couple places like that. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do for my 21st birthday is go to a place that has chicken wire. And and, and where did you did you go to? It was uh, I forgot where it was. It wasn't in it wasn't in Comanche, but it was somewhere in that general area. Uh, there, um, my old buddy Mike Cash, uh, he had a place. I'm in out, Tyler. I'm trying. To, yeah, I don't remember. Out in uh, uh, Aldine, uh, Westfield by the tracks was was the name of his place. You yeah. know, for the longest he had chicken wire up. On the stage, oh, and man, that's great. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. But this is going to be very. It's going to be professionally done, and uh, that's one thing. I, that video is pretty neat. It's it's got the right angles. If I know they have that stage, right? If you play at Marshall's Tavern, yes. So they have that stage, and it has enough space, equal space for everybody to be around you. It is. It is actually the 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 most. Um, it's it's square. It's twenty foot by twenty foot. Uh, yeah. And that's that's a weird uh, dimensions for a stage because they're usually wider than they are deeper. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because we talked about that how how that stage is is perfect for video. Yeah, get everybody crowded up around it. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll look good. Yeah, just uh, we just need to get those bingo people in the back out of there. No, and they're, they're, not, they're not playing bingo, folks. There's no more bingo. There. There's always CGI. If, yeah, if if all else, we'll fails. CGI his entire body in this time. Yeah, just put. Put me in there. Put me in code. <laughs> <laughs> just grab those uh, stormtrooper cardboard cutouts they used for the original Star Wars. There you go. That's the, uh, the final scene. Like half, you know, they only had like ten people. Yeah. And then for... Disney calls you and be like, "Can we? Uh, we're gonna flag your video because we have our characters in it." On the back. Like, you did I tell. see Elvis Presley in your video? Uh, hey man. <laughs> yes. Maybe you did. Oh, but, whatever you do. But so you, you <laughs> haven't done anything just like this, right? Is that what you're saying? Uh, on a on a on a uh. More of a budget, I guess yeah. we. I guess you could say we we've done this on. We have a video out there that uh, for for our our song Gold Digger, and it's quite yeah. entertaining. If uh, I'll pull that up, yeah, it's uh, it's got uh, it's got I believe about fifty thousand views, and there's a 
there's a video for a, a line dance in Japan to to my song that has a hundred and something thousand views. Nice. It's got twice the views as the actual video for my song, and this is a line dance choreograph choreography video. But no, this is um. Yeah, that's playing in the background so people can see what they're talking about. But because so when you're telling people right now in Montgomery County and also in the outskirts of Montgomery County to come on the 29th, get tickets now because it's cheaper, ten dollars. Uh, what what are they expecting? They're literally it's just gonna be a concert. Yeah, yeah. and it'll be a ninety minute show, uh, dancing and drinking, having a good time. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's, that's all. Nice. I'm, that's all I'm about. That's how to wind up my Saturday after a hard day of auditioning. So yeah, and margariting. So. I tell you what, I will get your shoulder, your wrist, and your elbow if you come out. Oh, he's, he's I think you should just get his hair. I think you should just get the hair. Yeah, while, while it's there, let's get it in there. Okay, <laughs> that's fun. My, my yeah. daddy always said anybody can grow hair. It takes a hell of a man to keep it wore off. Yeah, right. <laughs> man, that's true. All right. Yeah, we, we can go down that rabbit hole. I, I no, when, when your plan bonus. is, are you just doing one song for the music video? Or are you going to try to get as many neat things going on? Then you choose afterwards. We're uh, we're capturing the audio as well, so. Um, just whichever ones turn out the best. And, yeah. Could there be a CD release party down the line based on this? Maybe. Maybe. We're 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 tossing around the idea of a of a live, uh, you know, album. So yeah. You think those are big these days? Because I know like there's a couple of staples in the Texas country music scene that like that's what they're known for is the live version of this person. Like Billy Bob's. Yeah. Uh, like that's kind of like yeah. the staple. And then like Austin Sea Limits. And um, then I think what's big. In, in music is just getting anything and everything out that you can to the masses. I mean, I I don't think there's any kind of pa- any any uh, formula anymore uh, with with you know we're we're not even you can't even buy music online now you stream it right yeah mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I don't even know how you get paid for that or they're, if you they're, even they're do. still figuring that out yeah they're they, still figuring that so, out. so I mean I, I just I feel like if you can get any any and all media, just get it somewhere where people can pull it up and see it. Or in Japan, or Japan, wherever you know. Hey, uh, you know somebody that the people love being in the video. Like, hey, look, there's me. That's me with the the, the Lone Star uh, waving it in the air, and there's my and, elbow, and my my mom with her shirt off. Uh, <laughs> but there, there's my elbow, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that helps. You know, because everybody wants to be a part of. Uh, yeah, because when I saw that y'all were doing that, and I was like, man, good thing that this culture here in Montgomery County like really respects good country music because you're yeah. going to get an audience that cares and will shout and will have fun. Right. Uh, and then you're no surprises and things like that. So I think you're you're kind of set up for a good night. Man. Yeah, I think we're I think we're going to have a great night. I'm I'm excited. And how can people help? Like, say outside of Marshall's Tavern on the 29th, folks, uh, ten dollars on Eventbrite. Look it up. And we also post in the description. You're gonna be playing also around because where are you from? Uh, born and raised in Livingston, Texas. Okay, still there. Uh, so, are you traveling or do you live in this area? I still live in Livingston. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I drove down uh, like a 50 minute drive for me. Yeah. I was, which is it's not bad at all. But yeah, I, I'm I'm on the road a lot. But uh, people follow you on social media. Is that how like say we have a listener in Dallas or we have a listener out in El Paso? How do we know? How do they know where you're gonna be? Uh, we have we have social media gurus uh, just you know uh, focusing on how to get how to get it out to that market you know. Uh, do you do okay? This is gonna be around. Do you do bands in town? I I think so. 
because that's one thing I've discovered that helps me a lot. If you're really into live music, it's a neat website because you can subscribe to artists and they email you when they're around your, you can set like how many miles are you willing to travel to see people? And then they'll tell you, Hey, these are the upcoming events from the artists that you selected. Right. And they have suggested ones, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that we have it. Um, there's probably, there's probably thousands of other services I, like that, but I think it's linked to Facebook, right? Like, yeah. like it, it'll, it'll automatically put, you know, send out a post on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's really, it's important <laughs> for folks. Cause I, I know I have my favorite artists, and I'm always trying to see what's going on, especially traveling, because you do Texas. You do all of Texas. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything else outside of Texas? Anywhere they'll have us. We uh, Really? Yeah. They Japan tour coming soon. Uh, I, I've, well, I'm getting a... my... my uh, I can't think of it. It would have been funny if I could have th thought of what those... Uh, kimonos? Is Kimono, that yeah, kimonos. Yeah, my, I'm getting my kimono at the dry cleaners right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, what's a samurai wear? Kimonos are a ladies thing, right? You're from Japan. Yeah. So... What's the what's well, the samurai suit? Well, they can wear a kimono too. Can they? It's a robe. It's a oh. silk robe. Is it called kimono for both people? It's yes. universal. Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm an idiot. It's Sorry like a robe. That. Oh, I'm I'm glad he spoke up because I was <laughs> yeah. like, damn, I just said it. I wear women's clothes, man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but I'll I'll tell you, they, they uh, Japan and England both they love country. Oh yeah. No, there's it's a weird thing going country. on over in Europe where they have like a Texas country tour mm -hmm. where it's like six stops, seven stops. We've, we've we've been over there a, a lot. That's I mean that's bizarre to me, but it's not at the same time. It, people dig it. You should you should uh, look up on the look uh, up. on YouTube. Look up our we we did a show in France, and this place was sold out, and and people are just it's just packed full of people and just kind of looking at us. And I'm trying to I'm talking to them. They have no clue what I'm saying or singing about, but they're just loving. I can't it. Can't pronounce it. Is it? Um, Spell it. You're at six, Ebro, six E Festival Country Diarrhea France. Uh, yes. October 2016. Yes. All right, I'll pull it up. I probably just butchered all that those French words, but there's but a yeah. really there, there, there's a really funny part where I'm trying to t explain to them. We have a we have a part where we play um, Orange Blossom Special, our fiddle player, and we're like, the louder you scream, Hold the faster. That's his name. Do what? Orange Blossom Special is his no, name? No, that, that's the song. The, okay. the song he plays. His name's Mike Kelly, but he plays the Orange Blossom Special. Shout out to Mike. And uh, and he uh, and I'm like, the, the louder you scream, the faster he plays. But I don't know how to say this in French. I'm like, and I'm like, Polyvu Francais none. Uh, but everybody scream. <laughs> and like a few people got it, so it, it's quite entertaining. <laughs> well, that's one thing I like about uh, your music is it's very. Okay, well, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. Uh, Just say it, it. it. Well, it's honky tonk, but what I like about it is when you think of wanting to go out with your girl and go dancing, your music fits that scenario. How old are you? I'm 33. 33. I'm 39. You're 28. Because it's really oh, like it's that. it's hard to find now. places. There are if they're not designated to do like that's what they do there because like for example I went to school in Abilene there was a handful of places there that that's what they did like if you want to go dancing but around this area there's Big Texas and there's Johnny B Dalton's and that's kind of only place I can think of that's like always doing that you can always go dancing right there. and which, that's which that, is a dying uh, yeah uh, thing and Big Texas is different though because it just depends on the night you go there right. And Johnny B. Dalton's, that's just a whole nother world. I mean, if anyone goes there, you should check it out. Uh, I haven't been there in forever. 
my favorite thing about it is it's just like it, I, we've gone, I've gone there several times with Holly, and I was like, is this place from like the gas prices? Because every time I come, the entry fee is always random. It's always different. It's like two dollars, one dollar, a dollar eighty. Four dollars. I'm like, where do they get these numbers? Depending on the light bill for the month. I get. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. This is so random because like I remember like the second time I went, I was like, yeah, I got our because I don't really carry a lot of cash. I'm like, yeah, I got our four dollars for us, and it's like, no, it's actually six dollars a person. I'm like, where do y'all where do y'all doing this? So, but yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. That's why I like your music because it's it fits that nostalgic feeling. I've been told several times that it's it's um. It's more of a '90s feel, like uh, like uh, like the latest singles. Several people have said, "Look, sounds sounds like an old George Strait record from 1994." You know, I'm like, "Well, that's a compliment." To yeah. Me because uh, I don't I don't I didn't go for that sound. I just yeah I, f- I feel like the songs produce themselves when I write them. But I also went to a fantastic place to record them, which was in Tyler, Texas. Yeah. At Rosewood Studios. That's why they're called the Rosewood Tapes Volume One and Two. Yeah, Volume 1 came out, what, two years ago? A year. A year, year ago. ago? Okay. Last April, April 2018. So. Yeah, you also check out those albums, by the way. Because your new album, is it out yet? Is Volume 2 out? Or is it volume singles? 2 is a, it's a weird situation. Uh-oh. Uh, Here, this dude, is where we get into the drama. Dude, right? to Spotify. It's, it's, it's out. You can, you can buy it from our website, and you can buy it at our shows, the whole six-song EP. Yeah. But because of Spotify, you can't... You, you can't the, purchase it online? You, you can't get it online except, like... We've released three songs off of it, and you can get those online. You can stream those online, but until because it's something to do with Spotify. If you if you release this if you release good. the whole album, like you can't you can't push these songs as singles to Spotify. Interesting. It's it's one one project, one work, one collection, or whatever. Yeah. It, it. I don't know. I wonder I, why they would do that? It's kind of like. Give me back the good old days when you could just buy a bootleg tape in the, back, the trunk of a car outside of Gillies. Well, I mean, you can still do that okay. uh, with me. Yeah, if, you're, if you see him live, you can get it. Yeah, but, just look for the dark alley. Yeah, just meet him. Meet me out back. Twenty minutes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> in France, where he doesn't speak a lick of French, and he's like, bring "Here's my CD." George Washington. Bring Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. right. That's funny stuff. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've seen a lot of Jody. We've talked to a lot of Jody. Seen a lot of videos, but I do you haven't wanna, heard anything. Do you want to play something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, what we're gonna do real quick is I am gonna set you up with more of a musical setup. Uh, All right, because we have that kind of thing, cool thing going on. So we're gonna take a quick break, guys. Here on uh, Dick and Skippy in the mornings with Jody Booth, we're gonna play some live music here. So we'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. 
If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B, and of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe. Joe's got a special gift, gift for you guys. Don't forget, come out and be part of a live music video featuring him and his Honky Tonk Band starting at 7 p.m. on June 29th at Marshall's Tavern here in Montgomery County in Conroe at 1717 North Fraser Street. Get your tickets online. We put the description all that kind of stuff right there for you. So, uh, Jody, if you want to give them a kind of a sample of what's going to be going on over there, go for it, man. You bet. I'll, uh, I'll do a song that is on our... Our new record that has it hasn't been released yet, uh, and I always introduce it as um, a love song I wrote to a man, and and then I have to be sure and tell them, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, you know, don't don't judge a book by its cover. Just just listen and dance. Take heed to my 
let me tell you twice Don't you ever let her go Don't you ever let her go That was Jody Booth, folks. Check him out this Saturday at the Marshall Tavern. Be part of his live music video. And tickets are available uh, right there on Eventbrite and other things like that. Uh, general admission right now is $10, $15 at the door. Uh, Jody, thanks so much for sharing this hour with us. Yeah, appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much and, for having me. Uh, yeah, folks. And uh, you can check him out online, too, by the way, jodyboothmusic.com. That's J O D Y. Booth, B-O-O-T-H, music.com. Uh, that's it for us today, guys. So we're going to be signing out. We got, uh, a, we have nobody on Friday, I believe, right? No, no, no. Don and Brett. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sorry, Brett. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have special guests then. Just make sure to follow us on our social media for more stuff like that. Uh, Jody, have a good rest of the day, man. Y'all too. Thanks and, for having uh, me. And you've been listening to Dick and Skip in the Mornings, and we'll be back on Friday morning at 9. Like the wind. 
Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.